It's the morning after the Thanksgiving games and it's time for the season to really pick up. The NFL Only Better team are here to preview all the live Sunday games, including the Titans heading to the Patriots. It's NFL Only Better and it starts right now. And welcome to the second NFL Only Better pod of the weekend. We are just hours, really, after New Orleans Saints and Buffalo Bills results. I get the views of the lads quite quickly. And that, John Boff and Mike Carlson join me as usual. Um, and we're going to look at Sunday's games. And we're going to chat a little bit about, uh, well, some of the, the bets that we had for last night. Um, but, uh, guys, uh, does anyone want to defer the first question? Do we want to defer? <laughs> uh, I, already, I already deferred. You already but deferred I, if Mike's deferred, I'm going to defer also then in that case. I believe we all deferred the first question. <laughs> <laughs> but just a little bit of trivia there. Mike, Mike will know. To what, I guess what we're referencing is the uh, this very strange coin toss in the in the first game, the first Thanksgiving yesterday between the Lions and, and the Bears. Now, Mike, do you remember what happened in the 1998 Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. game? That was, that was the one where... Um... In the overtime, um, I'm trying to remember who, who it was. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. It was Phil Luckett was the referee. He said, uh, I'll take uh, head tails. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and the referee the referee thought he said heads. So, so Phil, <laughs> Phil Luckett, um, well, it, it turned out he, Phil Luckett was right, you know. Oh, really? What he had heard, yeah. Um, strangely enough, because he Phil Luckett didn't get many breaks. Sorry, it wasn't Phil Luckett. It was, it was um, Jeff Triplett. Jeff Triplett and Jeff Triplett didn't get didn't get many breaks <laughs> well, over over the course of his career. The only NFL referee to have blinded somebody with his penalty flag. Oh God, <laughs> he I had a that. long litany of, of mistakes. But yeah, that that was a great one. And then they then they um, changed the rule the rule to so that they had to declare it clearly, and the referee would repeat it so that they all knew what was going on. But Christian Jones apparently hadn't hadn't fought, hadn't paid attention to that or anything else about hey who wants to be captain this week oh, well, what do you do just say we'll defer <laughs> and then uh, well we also had a, a little bit of fun in the uh, cowboys game uh, the cowboys raiders toss where the raiders captain seemed seemed unsure of himself when it came to heads or tails he took quite a long th- about about a 20 second pause before it's a big decide. decision Karen. it's a big decision there's a lot of variables to consider tony I romo once, found that hilarious yeah. last night he spent so long I thinking once, about I it i once had a kid flipping a coin with me and he said i got ta- i got tails what do you got <laughs> Um, so the games that, that we're going really to games that we're gonna <laughs> look at today: Titans at Patriots, uh, Rams at Packers, Browns at Ravens, Seahawks at Washington Football Team. Um, if you did not see last night's games, um, we can tell you that the the Bears at Lions game was exactly as we thought it would be. Although it was actually funny enough, I actually quite enjoyed the game. Uh, to be honest, I, I felt a little bit like that kid in American Beauty who likes uh, sees beauty in the world. John sees the it was a paper so bag. You're, you're comparing the, the Lions Bears games to watching a watching a paper bag floating through the wind. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, seeing beauty in it, you know. Sick reference, bro. Sick it reference. did. It did. I mean, that game for the first first half, anyway, that looked like there could be a bunch of points on the board. But I guess everybody just stopped kind of trying after a while. Yeah. Well, it, it was a tough tough for me because between the podcast and the column that I did for Thanksgiving, I basically should have just said as the undertaker i just say go under all three times but I, for some trend, reason, yeah. I thought it was so yeah. obvious i didn't bother to pick the bears and and lions to go under um but um i did the pod so the podcast under 
Oh, we went head to head in the end, didn't we? No, no. Well, I will give you the results of last night's. Um, I went for the Lions plus three, which was a winner because um, Chicago only won by two. That's how Matt's right. works, guys. <laughs> uh, so I absolutely nailed that. I, um, nailed it big time, yeah. Uh, Mike, you went for under in the Dallas game, which was a loser, unfortunately. That's right, the, one, the and, only one of the three that didn't go under. And John had a bit of a... Um, existential moment where he was going to go over Dallas, but then he didn't feel like he wanted to go head to head with you. So he went over in the Saints game, which as I'm, as I'm about to say, the Saints game did not go over, although the Bills fairly did a job on the Saints. They did. Bills did their part. I blame Trevor Simeon for yeah. everything. Yeah, that, was my, the- that was my column's best bet was to go under in that one. Although Ooh. I did sort of say if Kamara and Taysom Hill, you know, or actually Taysom Hill mm-hmm. seven to two to score, and Kamara was there. so. You know, neither of them on the field. <laughs> it's like always check those <laughs> rosters before you put the bet down. Um, and Raiders Cowboys, of course, was that the highlight of the three games. Uh, really came to life in the third quarter. Um, a lot of scoring, a lot of controversial calls, a lot of penalties. We had a fight. We two players ejected. Uh, we had Mike McCarthy not throwing a flag, you know. I give thanks for Sean Hockley, you know, because <laughs> there's nobody I would rather watch on television on Thanksgiving Day than Sean Hockley, except maybe his father, Ed. Uh, you know, Ed, Ed basically was a camera hog, and Sean has learned well from his dad. What was, yeah. the, what was the total? 34 penalty? Was a lot of penalties, yeah. Da, 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 Dallas really got hit at times, in crucial times. I think they maybe three third downs. I wrote it down somewhere, but uh, I think on three third downs, that the Raiders were three and ten at least. Dallas got caught with pass interference uh, to keep the drive going. They obviously got caught with a pass interference call on the winning drive, which uh, we spoke about briefly before we turned hit record. We won't mention it too much, Mike, but both, you can see why it's given. I think that it's a it's a cop out that referees constantly throw a flag if the defender doesn't turn his head to the ball, which is not technically in the rule books, but they act like it's the offside rule in football, like it's a definite thing. It's not a definite thing. Um, it's, it doesn't say he has to turn his head to the ball or it's a flag. He, it just doesn't say that. So, but Tyson, Tyson Smith got called for illegal formation and holding on the same play, which wiped out a touchdown. I thought that was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, what but, I will call my complaint of the weekend week, um, and I'm, I'm look, we, 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 I'm not going to get too much into it, but but Pollard is on my fantasy team and he scores a hundred yard touchdown, and I get zip for it, zip for it. Because he returned it. How's <laughs> that fair? I like the official who fell over on the side. That was the highlight. Yeah, that was. I, I really enjoyed that too. Shows I also really enjoyed that Kier didn't get any fantasy points for that play. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, in our little group that was going around, everyone was like, ooh, Pollard. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't get anything for that. <laughs> um, I, mean, I can't say I've won three best bets in a row now, guys. So I, I have had, and I have won the ha- the tiebreaker. So you suddenly, are the, you are the man. You are the suddenly, it's unlike Stanley. Mike McCarthy, um, yeah. <laughs> who really should have challenged um, that incomplete inter- interception that Ke- the Keanu ne- Neal saved, basically. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just just watching, they put thirty three on the board, but they they really had to work hard to do it. Um, and yes, I know Amari Cooper's out and uh, C.D. Lamb was out. So that that's, works. And w- Wilson and, and um, Noah Brown both had drops again. Um, but they des- they deserved, I think, better than that. I thought Las, Las, Las Vegas picked up the break. So, and I also think Andy Dalton will be named player coach of the Bears any day now. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the Cowboys game, it is worth noting that they never led. So, you know, if you never lead a game, you're unlikely to win it. <laughs> 
No, I mean, last Karen's, just wrote, that's Karen's the, thought of the weekend. The yardage count and the, and the time of possession count uh, and the plays were all you know, way in Las Vegas's favor. Yeah, no, it was. It was an interesting game. I think it's also clear as well at the moment, Dallas are quite lucky to have Pollard because Ezekiel Elliott is, is obviously not 100%. He was, uh, in, the, in the first half, they split the snaps. But the reality is Pollard gets them down the field now and Zeke comes on and kind of scores touchdowns or does like other trick kind of plays. But yeah. he is he is not the feed that's me. Been going on for, that's been going on for a while. That's That stretches back to last season as well, I yeah. think. Yeah, but they're lucky to have someone like Pollard who is... Very, very good. As we as we saw last night, he was excellent again. Um, you know, he, he as they mentioned on Sky Sports, like, like, he hits uh, very, very hard the middle. Like he's, you, you know, what you're going to get from him. He's just smash, 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 and it works. Um, anyway, gentlemen, they were good. They were good games. Uh, well, maybe not the Lions, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, the first game we're going to look at of the Sunday action. So it's a compressed, obviously, Sunday schedule. Um, so a lot more a lot more action will be on red zone kind of thing in, in terms of if you have a bet. And, you know, sometimes you have a bet, a, a multiple or, or an ACA or something like that, and the game is actually never on red zone. That seems like it's highly unlikely this time. So Titans at Patriots, Jets at Texans, Eagles at Giants, Bucks at Colts, Falcons at Jags, Panthers at Dolphins, Steelers at Bengals um, are the 6 o'clock games, 9 o'clock game, Chargers at Broncos. And then the late games, well, 9.25, Vikings at 49ers, Rams at Packers, and your Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, the Sunday night football and Seattle Seahawks, Washington's football team is how we round off the weekend. Tennessee Titans at New England Patriots, guys. Um, I, have a, I have a weird one about the Tennessee Titans uh, looking into this because obviously they're going in playing the form team of the NFL at the moment, which is the Patriots. But boy, oh boy, are the Titans hard to call. You remember um, in the first week of October, they lost to the Jets in overtime and everyone was like, whew. Now, since then, they beat the Jags. Yeah, fair enough. But then they went on a run where they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Rams and the Saints. And you're like, oh, here we go. We got a team here. And then they go out and they lost to Texas. Um so they're a bit bit up and down to say the least. Like if you, you say you hey, we can beat the Bills, we can beat the Chiefs, we can head into Indianapolis and come away with a victory, but we can't beat Houston, Texas, we can't beat the New York Jets. That's an odd t- side. Uh 23 to 10, the Tennessee Titans want to treat the Patriots. It's under a touchdown, 6.5 at the moment is the uh, handicap for spread, and 43.5 is the over. Under Mike, your beloved Patriots, that's right, I said it, are taking on my my dark horse for the uh, the Super Bowl, which is starting to look a little bit more, less and less light and more and more dark. Um, how do you see this one going? Well, the, the Titans are always a problem for the Patriots. Um, and there's that theory that it's the coaches who aren't scared of Bill Belichick who, who do well against him. And Vrabel's certainly not, not scared. He understands what's Flores in Miami, Harbaugh in, in Baltimore. They always, they always do um, well against the Patriots. But I think what we saw in Houston might be a little bit of Tennessee's luck wearing off things were going right for them in that streak of wins they had they they played well their defense played surprisingly well um and um they they kind of deserved the, the luck that they got but i remember a moment in last week's game when when Ferkser recovered a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown and i thought here we go again you know now they're gonna now they're gonna come back um and turn a bad play into a good one and and beat houston which which i think they probably should have done the difference between the Pats and Houston is, is that they're a better team, but Mac Jones is still a rookie quarterback. And I think people forget about that, you know, and um, they've controlled the way they've used him very well. 
uh, but he's not a mobile kind of guy like Tyrod Taylor is. And, and that was, they lost the game basically to Tyrod Taylor's feet uh, more, more than anything else. So I think it'll be interesting in that they will probably make life very difficult for Mac Jones if the Patriots have to go to Mac Jones and, you know, and Jeffrey Simmons and, and um, Danico Autry up front have been very, very good for Tennessee. That's, that's really the key to their team. Um, and, and so New England will want to pound the ball out. Uh, but I think, I, I think New England win this, but I think, I think the Titans cover would basically mm. be the way I like that. And, and the, the line keeps drop, the over under keeps dropping. It's down to 43. Now I, I would, when it started the week, I was tending to go under, but I think 43 is probably, they can go over that. Yeah. Of course, correct if I'm wrong, Mike, but Vrabel is uh, Tennessee Titans were the team that knocked the Patriots out of the, uh, of the season a couple of years oh, ago yeah. that led to Brady leaving. Um, yeah. So like they've had in big situations, the Titans have had the Patriots number. John, um, 23 to 10, the Titans, the Patriots are one to three. I guess that 6.5 now is starting to look, you know, you know, that, that you're not too confident in it. No, it's, no, I'm starting to think it's backable. Like a Tennessee plus six and a half. Well, I, I like the Patriots given six and a half, to be honest. I think, um, this, this game again, the Tennessee are a team we've spent, like, I think we've talked about them on each of the last three or four episodes of this show. And Kieran, you're, you were uh, notoriously high on them a few weeks ago. And for good reason, they were like, they just had their, as you mentioned it, like they just, they won six in a row before yeah. the, the, the Houston Texans game, which was, you wonder, is that an anomaly or is this a reflection of a, of a Tennessee team that's just getting increasingly kind of dinged up and banged up a little bit? Um, I think, you know, in a perfect world, just for from a neutral standpoint, if this game took place about two or three weeks ago, it might have been a bit more interesting. But I just I am I am quite influenced by what happened last weekend against Houston. And I just think that if you're coming off that and you're going to uh, to just not just to Foxborough, but to like you said, Kieran, the most informed team in the NFL at the moment. It's a big ask, and Mike is very much correct with you know Mac Jones still being a rookie and things like this. But at the same time, they're I'm really impressed with how they're layering him in to the to the offense. They're not asking him to do too much too soon. Like if you look at Mac Jones now compared to the first couple of weeks of the season, he's you know it's almost like a different player. Even even if you look at his his interviews, that's that's one thing I noticed, or somebody pointed out to me during the week. I think. Like somebody, you know, posted an interview he gave in preseason to the media and he was all kind of jolly and laughing and kind of joking around with the media. And then they they juxtaposed that with him, I think, after last week or maybe after the week before. And he's dead serious, stone faced. You know, he's got the it seems like Bill Belichick kind of sat him down and said, listen, we don't <laughs> laugh in press conferences if we're if you're a Patriot quarterback. And um, I think he's he's really learning that offense. And they're it's not just he's learning the offense, the the offense is kind of not learning from him, but they're maximizing his potential, I think, at the moment. And it's 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 really impressive. Yeah, and, try, um, and trying to minimize his errors. Or, exactly. Like it's potential. if you're looking for the, the the guidebook on how to integrate a rookie quarterback into into an offense like this, you're not going to see much better. Um, particularly given the fact that he was what the was he the third quarterback taken? Like he wasn't he wasn't the, the superstar quarterback in the draft, at least anyway. Quarterback taken. Was he the fifth? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that with that said, I think that the particularly given just maybe I'm being over influenced by the the loss last week to the Texans but I think the Patriots giving six and a half to Tennessee is, I should have is checked pretty this, good but if AJ Brown is inactive I would you know I'd be a little less keen on the on the Titans if he's active the Patriots 
probably game plan to take him out of the game anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but that means you have to allocate resources to doing that. So that would be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, he's got a back injury at the moment. He came out last week yeah. um, on Sunday of the game. Um, so, yeah, I want to monitor all right. Um, just before we move on to the next game, a reminder uh, that every day can be a big day on Betfair. Bet £20 worth of multiples or bet billers on the NFL and get a £5 free bet. And I know lots of you enjoy doing uh, multiples and bet builders over the course of the weekend. So bet £20 worth of multiples or bet builders in the NFL and get a £5 free bet. And you do that every single day. The 926 contest, a bonjour, la Rams take on the <laughs> Green Bay Packers. I, oh, I sorry, LA Rams. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why we're not getting the Jets in Houston in a double header there. You know? uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you can talk about. We. Do you know what? It's been a week of extra pods. So uh, coming tomorrow morning, my <laughs> <laughs> two-hour-long discussion of the Jets. <laughs> your Betfair Jets cast. <laughs> the Jets, the Texans, the Houston full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, take on the Green Bay Packers. And gentlemen, it is pick and plaxum. That is right. 10 to 11, 10 to 11. Technically, you can get the Rams minus one at nine to 10. But why would you do such a crazy thing like that? Uh, 47 is uh, the over under. So, um, gentlemen, it is um, Mr. Foot Fetish uh, himself <laughs> <laughs> putting his feet to the camera. Uh, taking on uh, an LA Rams that's, uh, I mean, Mike, they, they've been one of those teams that, that you know, they're very clear that this is their year with the signings that they've made, the moves that they've decided to go with. It's, it's probably this season or bust. Well, maybe not bust, but they're going all out. Those guys for another year, yeah. yes, but it's true. They, it's as if they're going all in to get over get over the hump and, and be a Super Bowl team, but they're still they're still basically front runners. The way, the way you beat the simple way you beat the Rams is to get a couple of touchdowns and, and beat them up up front. And, and teams have been pretty good at doing that um, in, in their losses. Now, whether the Packers can do that, I'm not sure because um, with Jenkins out and Bakhtiari out, they've got no left tackle. They, they, with Aaron Jones out, they're not really a power running team like, like they were. So it really comes down to that same old thing. How much do you like Aaron Rodgers to be able to take the Packers, and, you know, and, and mutter to himself and, and look, and look fed up with his teammates, you know, as usual. Uh, Stafford theoretically won't be intimidated by going into Green Bay since he's been doing that and losing all of his career. Ouch. Um, and, <laughs> you, leave my, you leave my boy alone. Yeah. Uh, well, um, so, I mean, I just, the home field advantage to me almost covers this with, with Green Bay. I'm, and I'm probably looking at Green Bay, even though the, the Rams probably are the better team. And I 47 and a half is very, very tempting over for two teams like this, which, which makes me into the undertaker. Again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just get the feeling things couldn't go wrong in this game. Um, but 47 is what it's a 24, 21 uh, game put you under. And I think of this as being more like a sort of 27, 24 kind of game um, in the end. Okay. Well, you remember last week that I read out my um, division accumulator that I did, or maybe it was two weeks ago in the mid-season review, and I really need the Rams uh, to win their so division. So, John, can you give me something here? Because the Cardinals keep winning, and it's the only one now that's starting to look dodgy. 
Okay, well, I think, yeah, you're, you'll be in good shape if you're looking for a Rams win, particularly the one thing that the, Mike has talked about, um, the injuries that are, are kind of mounting up now for, for Green Bay. And like you said, it is sort of like it's becoming like how can Aaron Rodgers kind of overcome these obstacles? And, you know, there has been a couple of chinks in the armor for both teams, actually, like the Rams are coming off two losses in a row as well. But I think the crucial part of this is that, um, like I said, the Packers are dinged up, but the Rams are coming off a bye. So I think, the, you know, they will have had a bit of extra time to heal up, a little bit of extra time to game plan for this kind of game. And, you know, this is a rematch of last year's divisional round, and the Rams won that pretty pretty handsomely by 32 to 18. So I think uh, with all of that said, I think, you know, did, Mike, did you pick the under in this one? Because I was, I'm hammering the, the over, which was... No, I, I was he, saying he, uh, the over looks so good that I was tempted oh. to go under just because it's too tempting. But I think it's like, it's like a 27-24 kind of game. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I was kind of had the same thoughts. I think the over is the, is the, is the one to go with here on this one. Uh, like just you'll remember that you know Green Bay have been my pick all season long for the Super Bowl but it's I don't know this is this is a crucial game for both teams I think they're they really if they're trying to establish themselves and and really put forward the the notion that they're serious contenders to to go deep into the season this is the sort of game where you have to show it and as much as I kind of want to stick to my to the, the Green Bay Packers as my pick for, for going the whole way I just think this game is tilted a bit more in, in the Rams favor and uh, but I do think there could be a, a bunch of points on the board so that's why I'm, I'm going to hit the over on it. Excellent. As as the undertaker I feel compelled to point out that there's only two games this week counting Thanksgiving that had a 50 point or more over under so mm. I think all of a sudden you know we talked a couple of weeks ago about how yeah, there was, seem to be lower scoring. I think the market's starting to adjust to that now. Yeah, well, all three, all three late games last week went under. I noticed as well. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's it is one to keep an eye on that the markets might be adjusting slightly to it. The Sunday night football sees the Spurs of the NFL, the Cleveland Browns, head to the <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. It is six to four about the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, eight to fifteen the Baltimore Ravens. I am a Spurs fan. Don't write in. Three point five is the spread. Forty seven is the over under. Uh, it's a big game. Um, actually, John, I'll, I'll come to you first on this one. We've said mm-hmm. a couple of times that over the last few weeks that these are massive games for the brands that they've been playing and they haven't always come out on the right end of them. Uh, their playoff chances are like they're not gone, um, but they're certainly slipping. They're slip. I think, you know, if you're going to, I saw a statistic, I don't really know how they come up with these specifically, but apparently the Browns have around a 32, 33% chance of making the playoffs, according to some sort of statistic or some statistic out there. I'll just trust that, that they know what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, this is from the Cleveland perspective. They got a two game series now against the Ravens. They've got, they're playing them away this weekend, then they've got a bye, and then they're playing them at home. So it's kind of unusual to play two team or a team like that twice in a row, particularly when they, well, I mean, it's a division rival, so you've got to play them twice anyway. But, um, I think, you know, this game, you know, the Browns, again, we've talked about injuries all season long. Uh, the, the Browns haven't been blessed with a, with, a, with, a healthy, with a healthy roster so far this year, but Chubb uh, came back last week. This week, I believe uh, Kareem Hunt is back in and Jack Conklin, the right tackle. So they're just kind of consolidating uh, what the team was supposed to be at week one. But the real, the real issue for uh, Cleveland is the quarterback. Um, Mayfield like I still think Mayfield's a talented player but he's just he's so unbelievably injured at the moment he's got his he's got a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder which kind of just hampers everything he's got an ankle injury I believe a knee injury and a bunch of others um, he played one of the worst games of his career last weekend against the Lions where the Browns squeaked squeaked past them by three points in a, in a low scoring game but that was 
kind of despite it was in spite of Mayfield rather than because of him. Uh, they relied on that kind of you know the strange rushing touchdown from Jarvis Landry and, and and a nice one from Nick Chubb as well to get the points on the board. But this this Cleveland team is is hampered by Mayfield. You're wondering if you know is this Case Keenum is the highest paid backup quarterback in the league, and it's like if you're not going to use him in situations like this, what's the point of having that? It's just taking up roster space. If you're you know what good is it bringing in Keenum in the fourth quarter when the game is either you know past you or won? That's not what you pay big bucks for. So you'd, you'd wonder if Stefanski has, Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, if he has the, the initiative, the forward thinking to sort of pull out the star quarterback and say, listen, we might have a better chance of winning this game if, you know, we use the healthy option rather than the, the hopefully franchise quarterback who just isn't at the top of his game right now. So um, in terms of looking at the score and how, the, how this one might play out, um, it, Obviously, looking, Lamar Jackson wasn't around. He was ill last week in a non-COVID illness. I assume he'll be back this week. Um, so if that's the case, I mean, as well, it's a Raven, if the Ravens are at home. I think the Ravens will be hardcore favorites to win this one. But the Browns, I think, off the top of my head, in like five of their last six games, they've only scored 17 or 20 points. or I think it's 17 or less points in a bunch of their recent games. And the over-under in this one is 46 and a half, which is kind of on the lower end of over-unders, I suppose. But as... We were just talking a minute ago. If the market's correcting itself, I think this could be a good a good one for the under because, you know, the Browns are not putting a great deal of points on the board. The defense it still has a has a good range of options there. Garrett is an excellent player. Some of the guys in the secondary are pretty good as well. So they can restrict um, the Ravens from putting their own points on the board, particularly if Lamar Jackson's out. But I don't think he will be. But with all that said, I think the the under forty six and a half is the most likely thing. And if you're looking at the money line, I'd go I'd go Ravens. It's um, I mean, you need to check about Lamar, you know, because if Huntley plays, it's a whole different story. Exactly. Um, I I agree with you. I think I said two or three weeks ago. You know, they they're better off. They, there's nothing that Mayfield does that Keenum can't do. Most of. You know, if they're both if they're both healthy, Mayfield's the better quarterback yeah, for sure. Absolutely, but but you know, right now I, I think he going with Keenum would, would be the smart play, especially with with Hunt back. If Hunt can actually you know take take six or eight or ten carries, because um, mm-hmm. Chubb Chubb is the key to that team really, uh, and um, they don't they're not a team that's going to threaten you pass wise no matter who the quarterback is, you know, and Baltimore's a good defense um, is, is probably better, I think, than the Browns, although they don't have the big name, you know, um, sack, sack artists like, like Garrett. So, so I like with Lamar in, I like Baltimore in this. I can I think I agree with you on the under. Um, and what, what's Cle- Cleveland's getting three and a half. It's got this. It's got the scent of a close game to me, um, so I might even I might even be tempted to take Cleveland with the points. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, the last game that we're going to look at is the Seattle Seahawks at the Washington Football Team again. It is a pick'em game, ten <laughs> to eleven. A Washington Derby. One. Uh, exactly yeah and plus uh one point is the current spread 9 to 10 9 to 10 46.5 is the over under probably worth mentioning as well if you're listening over the course of the weekend and a lot of you do um that obviously uh, normally we would be recording on a wednesday but we recorded our thanksgiving show which i assume you listen to um or you won't get anything about what we're talking about here it just wouldn't be complicated too complicated for you um 
So we're recording on Friday morning. So the lines, I mean, they they probably will move in a couple of the games, but they're they're much less likely to have the major shifts that that we have seen um, in other times. Uh, there was a game at the weekend um, where I, I noticed that the over under went went down by about five points uh, between the time we recorded on um, Wednesday and uh, the actual kickoff. But uh, see, yeah, Seahawks. That was, that was Arizona and Seattle. That is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shift on that. Uh, Seahawks, Mike, actually, I'll come to you. Seahawks were one of the ones you mentioned in our kickoff show. I know you mentioned in your column that you did for Betfair on your NFL season previews, kind of dark horse. Hasn't really worked out, has it? No, not not at all. They're not the team that they want to be or, or even worse that they think they are. That's that's usually a, a huge problem for teams. It's, Say, didn't you used to be Russell Wilson? <laughs> um, I, I think I think Wilson probably has some pro- throwing problems. They came out last week, and they, it was almost as if they were deliberately not letting him pass. Um, and uh, that that seemed very strange. They want to be a run first team, and that's that's been their sort of identity for a long time. Um, you know, and then Russ, but it never works in the sense that then Russell has to bail them out in the fourth quarter. And that's been, been the story of even their really successful seasons is they, they really depend on him to make things happen in the fourth quarter. Uh, In this game is a real puzzler because I still can't figure out whether Washington's defense is for real or not. Um, They seem better without chase young, which says to me it's probably real and they're probably concentrating more on scheming and working together than they are on on kind of letting chase young beat people and not actually get to the quarterback um, while, while he's beating them. So, so in that sense, this becomes a a really interesting game. If Russell Wilson can't be the Russell Wilson of, of the past and, and on the road, um, I think I like Washington. Uh, that Washington District of Columbia rather than Washington State. Because, um, <laughs> yes, you, you know, that. maybe the jet lag factor or whatever, but it's Monday night, so it shouldn't really, fact, it shouldn't really factor in. Um, they're probably a better big game team, Seattle, than, than Washington is. Uh, and I'm surprised, to be honest, that Seattle's not getting more points. So that's a kind of sign that the smart guys think Seattle can, can handle this. Okay, John, you're up one in the final game. I've got a little, little statistic for you. Do you want to do you want a statistic on this game? A little Hit bit me. of an interesting factoid. So Russell Wilson uh, has never lost three straight games in his career, and as a matter of fact, Kieran, his run of 150 starts uh, without three consecutive defeats is a record that dates back to 1950. Now, we'll wonder if that is this the weekend that that record gets broken, where Russell Wilson will lose three straight games for the first time in his career. I'm kind. I'm leaning towards no in this one, just because those this you know those records are there for, for a reason and they're difficult to break and you know Wilson throughout his career to his credit you know will never have, have lost but this is this as Mike was saying this isn't the same Seattle team that we saw in the last couple of years or the, the team that we expected to see like it's it's they've kind of they've flown they've been so disappointing they've flown so much under the radar that I was I kind of was just glancing at the at the divisions and stuff last night and it was like whoa they're three three wins all season I actually didn't take on board that it was the record was that poor this year um and you know this is another t- like the, the washington the the football team are coming into this is four and six but given the the extra game this year and the extra wild cards but there's if you you might be able to get into the playoffs you actually you most you probably could get into the playoffs with a with a 500 record in this one so these two teams have sort of there is something to play for in this game i think um 
but at the same time, the, this the Seattle offense has really, really struggled in the last few weeks just to put points on the board. Obviously, they didn't. They put up a, a goose egg there against Green Bay and didn't do a whole lot better the the following week. Um, so again, uh, you know, I feel like I'm picking the under on a lot of these ones, and it might just be how I, how I've kind of noticed the the scores going in the last few weeks. But I think the under on this one, which I believe is 46 and a half, um, could be could be the best bet given the fact that. Seattle might win, but if they do win, they won't. They won't win by a handy amount. So the under forty six and a half, I think, is uh, is is worthy of attention. Excellent. Um, a reminder: bet twenty pound worth of multiples or bet pillars in the NFL get a five pound free bet on the Betfair sportsbook. Uh, thanks for running through those games, guys. I'll let you think about your um, best bet of the weekend. See if you can slow down this guy. Three in a row. Three in a row. So I will go first. Um, hopefully we'll have a good uh, set of games over the weekend and the referees don't decide to play fun with flags, but uh, we shall see. I am, I'm going for um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think that uh, Tampa can cover minus three. I think if you look at the games that the Colts have won and the games that they have lost, it tends to be high scoring when they lose. Um and what I think is happening is uh, that uh, obviously the Colts can score, but if they have a team that can that can hit them almost every time they get the ball, they're not able to stick with that kind of thing. So uh, Tampa, obviously, we know about the bullets and the gun that they have. and uh, I think they can roll into town. I can think they can beat the Colts. Uh, and we're getting into that time of the season, in my opinion, as well, where after Thanksgiving, where the cream does start to rise to the top. And I think another thing we're going to look at in a couple of weeks, I know I'm going on a bit, another thing we're going to start looking at in a couple of weeks is teams that have something to play for against teams that maybe don't have something to play for starts to come into our mm-hmm. thinking as well when you're looking at the bets. That's why people always say about the last two weeks of the season being difficult to pick. I'm like, no, just back the teams that win and they're in the playoffs against teams that are already out. That's like, that's a simple way to do it. But we'll talk about that later on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus three at the moment. We'll see what it is on Sunday, but minus three at the moment is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are my bet of the weekend to beat, just to cover the spread against the Colts. Uh, John, you almost had a winner last Oh, thanks, year, Kieran. I appreciate almost, that. Almost. almost Story almost, of my life. Like huh? almost kissing a girl or you know, <laughs> basically that. We've um, uh, My best bet is, uh, we discuss, I've discussed it already on the on this episode of the podcast. It's it's from the Rams-Packers game. It's, it's my... Um, I already predicted the over 47 in this one. Uh, the main reason is I think both of these teams can put a bunch of points on the board. The last time they played earlier this year, they combined for 50 points and I think they can hit around there again. So I'm going for the over 47. Mike, last to go. Last to go. As um, I'm going to go under Atlanta Jacksonville. 46.5 is it still 45.5 does no, it change down see i look at i look at these and then i wake up in the morning and they everyone else has, has looked at them as well 45.5 <laughs> for atlanta jacksonville oh good you know what's philadelphia giants uh 45.5 that's going down as well uh what's the jets in houston 44.5 that's going down as well <laughs> <laughs> And we already know Tennessee and the Patriots have gone down. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go over 43-5 oh. in New England, Tennessee. Ooh, okay, that's an interesting, interesting. One. Oh, I'm going to enjoy that one. Yeah, Pressure's yeah. on, Mac Jones. Excellent. Thank you for that, guys. That was brilliant. Uh, thanks for doing the two shows this week. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, Mike. Oh. A it nice was night. lovely. It's you look like a man favorite. that had a nice night. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. you're very quiet today as well. 
I know, subdued. Yeah. <laughs> when you said the Kareem rises to the top, I didn't even say that sounds good for the Browns. <laughs> uh, a writer, please do gamble responsibly uh, this weekend and every single weekend. Please do gamble responsibly. And thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back at the usual time of next Wednesday with a new episode of NFL Only Better. Until then, best of luck over the weekend. Bye for now. <laughs>